Welcome to the Holistic Podcast, where we talk faith, lifestyle, and self-growth. I'm your host, Yanni Velasquez, and I am so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be on here again. And today, I just have the honor and the privilege to have such a wonderful guest who, funny enough, we don't know each other in person, but we know each other through social media. Mm -hmm. And I'm just honored to have her on here. But without further ado, we have the lovely Erica Diaz-Castro. So Erica, thank you for being on the show and for just saying yes. Um, but before we get into the episode, um, Erica, can you give us a little bit of background of yourself and who you are? Yeah, you know, I describe myself on my podcast as your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. I and it. I am honestly just a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. I love the Lord. He has done so much for me, in me, and I wouldn't be alive, honestly, um, if it weren't for his grace and his mercy. So I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. But first and foremost, you know, I follow Jesus and then everything I do flows from that. Everything I do is because of that. Um, I I had a plan for my life and my life looks super different. And it's because he knew better than I ever could, you know. Amen. Thank you so much. That was so beautifully said. Hey, I'll <laughs> um, take it. <laughs> and um, so th- the next segment is the Daily Dose segment where we kind of share something that has been fulfilling or just been um, giving you joy in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be from like a Bible verse, a product or anything. So I can go first, Erica. That way it gives you time to kind of think about it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you can share yours. Um, but my Daily Dose in this segment, I kind of been sharing a lot about it, but I've been reading like Christian novels. I was looking for like Christian fiction novels because, you know, I was telling people like I did read like some of the Colleen Hoover books, but they were just too explicit. And like some of the terms Mm -hmm. I was not really with it. So I was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta, it's either like self-improvement faith filled books. And then I was like, okay, let me look for something different. And I searched it up. A couple of authors came up and the one I'm reading now, it's like a, a trilogy. So this one is about um, the first one I read was a Saturday night supper club. And now I'm reading a bittersweet cafe and it's about three best friends and they kind of go into their ventures of life and they're going through trials and challenges and um, God just makes a plan for them. And it's just amazing to see like what God can even do, even if, even if it's a fiction novel, but we can still learn from it. So that's just like my, my two cents and like what's happening, what's giving me joy in this season. Um, so really loving that. But Erica, how about you? What's your daily dose? You know, so before I before I share, you mm-hmm. should check out um oh, what is her full name? I think her name is something Cunningham. She she wrote a book. It's called These Silent Woods. Kimmy Cunningham Grant. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best novels I have ever read. And it's not overtly Christian, but she's a Christian. She's actually a homeschooling mom, I think out of South Carolina or North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And she wrote this novel that will knock you off your feet. And it is so beautiful with with the message of the gospel interwoven into the story without it being explicitly Christian. So um, as I was reading it, I was like, this girl knows the Lord because she has little nuggets of verses sprinkled throughout the story, but then other, you know, Mark Twain quotes and like all these other, you know, really rich um, classic quotes in there. And after I read that book, I read it in like two days. And when I finished it, I was like, I need to know about this girl. And when I looked it up, she's, she's a Christian girl. She's raising her two boys and she writes like, she's a nap time warrior. Like me, we just kind of like get it in when we can, you know? Okay. Check it out. 
I will. Thank you for that. You see, yeah. this, is, this is why, <laughs> yes, this is why we connect. <laughs> yeah. I remember those trashy novels. I used to read them in, in high school and sure. nobody was telling me not to. So <laughs> you got to curb that yeah. appetite. Um, what, what is giving me life? I'm reading, um, through a study right now, my client actually sent it to me back in December and I don't check my PO box for my life. So I went to close it <laughs> and my mail guy was like, Oh, you have like several packages here. And one of them was a study that my client sent me. I did. See. And it's, um, it's everything new by she reads truth. And let me just tell you that it has blessed me in a really big way because of the season that I'm in, because mm -hmm. of the season that my family's in. And this one verse that I love so much, it has actually given me so much hope, especially coming out of cancer and with my dad being really sick. And it is in Revelation chapter 21. And in verse four, he says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. Mm. And when I like really studied Revelation for the first time, it was several years ago and I came back to it last year or maybe like a, a couple months before 2023 started. Um, but I spent time in Revelation and that verse just struck me. I had, we had just lost a really close college friend um, and he was really young. He was 36 or 37 wow. and we had been just in mourning, you know, and like coming out of the pandemic, everybody was kind of in this really weird space. I went through chemo in the pandemic, so I was in a really weird space and there was just all of this tension Right. And I think that there's a really cool balance when we're in that tension, especially as Christians, you know, and that verse, I think, just kind of summed it up like, OK, the hope that I have is explicitly stated right there. Like there will be a time when there isn't any pain or sorrow or sadness. And even if we feel that pain now and we definitely do, like yeah. there, the earth is groaning. Right. We have something to look forward to. Because a faithful God made that promise. So that's Amen. where that's where I've been for like a couple of weeks now. Well, I would, you know what I tell people? I'm like, if you really want to fear the Lord, you got to read Revelations. Okay. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, anywhere in the Bible, honestly. <laughs> yeah, definitely anywhere in the Bible. But Revelations, I don't like when you read, you're just like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, this yeah. is happening. This is going to happen. Like, and we don't know when that's right. The Lord yeah. says, we're going to, people are going to be shopping, doing the things they, they're you know, doing their daily yeah. life stuff, right, like styles yeah. and all that stuff. And we won't know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's there, just, that's the reality. There will be justice for sure. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Thank you for that. That was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so let's get straight into the episode. I'm excited. Um, and just really like, I want you to tear, tell us briefly, like your testimony, because yeah. obviously I won't do justice uh, <laughs> before we get into that. I also want to ask you like, what is one word to describe your current season and why? Uh, preparation. That mm. is my word for this year. I don't know what it will lead to, but last year I was in a season of waiting, a really long season of waiting. There were a lot of things that my husband and I were praying for and waiting for. And some of those things took all year from January all the way to December to complete. And some things happened a little sooner. But even at the end of the year, when I was like 
thanking the Lord for what he did, I had this constant reminder that I'm still waiting. And there's some things that I've been praying for salvation for Mm -hmm. a person I love breakthrough in a particular area in business. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm in seminary now and I was, you know, waiting for the Lord to provide for that. Cause I was like, I'm going to seminary if you fund it. Otherwise I could just be doing something else. And, and he has just shown me this theme of waiting everywhere, everywhere that I look, everywhere that I read, every podcast I listen to. And I, I actually did a study on the word waiting in the Bible and over and over it is linked to preparation. So that's the season that I'm in. That is so good. That is so good. I love that. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that. So let's yeah. get uh, you know straight into it. Just briefly tell us your testimony. I know you mentioned you are a cancer survivor. Yeah. And just, I mean, I can already know, like, it's just going to impact so many people and what God has done, right? He's not done with you yet. That's right. Um, like you said, you're in preparation. And so I just, just tell us a little bit briefly about your testimony and then how you came to have this relationship with Christ, with Jesus Christ. Man, I can't say that there's like one defining moment in my testimony, except Mm -hmm. for when I actually came back to the Lord. So I grew up Catholic and I had an appreciation for God. I I knew of Jesus. I didn't really know Jesus. And I didn't know that. I thought that I knew the Lord because Mm -hmm. my parents grew, you know, they raised us in a particular way. My dad is Pentecostal. My mom is Catholic, which was an interesting thing to see. They just, their expression of their faith was very different, but I could tell they both loved God. Hmm. Um, but in my teenage years, I rebelled quite a, a lot, not quite like the most out of everybody I know. And in high school, into college, I developed a problem with alcohol, a problem with drugs. Hmm. And then I fell away from the Lord but looking back at it, I didn't really know him. You know, I knew of him. So it was after college that I started. Well, in college, I started dating my husband, my boo. And he loved the Lord. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you could have your thing over there. And over time, I started to have questions. I'm very cerebral at times. And so I was like, I need proof. So I started reading near-death experiences. I started reading books about people who said that they had seen God or Mm. had encounters. And over and over, there was this resistance in me that was not wanting to accept that as truth. And I remember on Christmas Eve of 2012, I was very depressed. I was Mm. like knee-deep in some issues I was struggling with depression, drugs, alcohol all the time. That was how I coped. And I felt very alone. My husband and I were dating at that time. And we had some serious relationship issues having to do with my substance abuse, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it was that night. I went into the shower and I just felt defeated, you know. And I remember thinking, oh, tomorrow is Christmas. That's Jesus's birthday. And that's the first time I said it that way to myself since Mm -hmm. I was really young. And I was overcome with this sense of grief, with this sense of mourning, and with this realization that I had been denying 
the very person who had been loving me through this entire Mm -hmm. season that I'd been in. And I just said, I'm sorry, I won't ever forsake you again. And from there, I kind of went on a journey. I actually went into a really dark place after that. And I got really deep into the new age without knowing what that was. And then after a few years of chaos, it was a very chaotic time. Um, My aunt, she invited me to church and I was like, okay. It was the first time I had gone to church in like years and years and years. And I went and I kept going after that. And I remember they have, you know, like charismatic churches have the, it's not necessarily an altar call, but it's like, you know, if you want to give your life to Jesus, they kind of present the gospel and have people raise their hands. And on the third time I rose my hand and I made a commitment to read the word of God after that because I wanted to know what I believed. So going into 2015, I made a decision to read the Bible in a year. And I did. I'm one of those people that I make a decision. I just do it. Yes. And it was painful, you know, like I didn't understand what I was reading, but I prayed for a desire to read God's word. And he gave me that desire tenfold. Mm-hmm. So over time, you know, that's what that looked like. And then in 2016, which was a year after I read the Bible for the first time mm-hmm. in its entirety, I was diagnosed with cancer five weeks after my husband and I got married. Wow. So that was it was perfect timing because I was going through deep depression and anxiety again. And I saw it as an opportunity to like have a reason to kind of take time away from the world. Mm-hmm. And we prayed a lot about the course of action going forward. And I actually decided to handle the cancer naturally until I either was healed or it spread. So my agreement with my doctor was I'll do all your tests and I'll do blood work, but I'm not going to do chemo and I'm not going to do radiation. And if it spreads, I will, but until that happens or until I'm miraculously healed, I'm not doing it. And so in 2020 is when it spread. Um, And all that time I was just clinging to the Lord and he was doing a lot of things in me. And it was in that time that I let go of substances. I stopped doing drugs. I stopped drinking alcohol. I stopped coping with stress in unhealthy ways. And I really became a student of the word. And what I do now was kind of born out of that because the Lord just like redeemed everything. Wow. That is, you know what, like, it's crazy that you say you still feel like you're in preparation because even all that time, like if you look back and reflect on what God, like how God has you guided you throughout mm-hmm. your life, despite the trials and challenges and the very heavy, even physical things happening, right? Like he mm-hmm. still prepared you in that way to mm-hmm. where you are now. Yeah. And this, this is why I love God because God always reveals his glory yeah. after you've right after the the challenge or after the yeah. battle whatever it is his, his glory is always revealed and it's in that moment that you really look back and you're just like okay god like you have never forsaken me that's right, right? exactly yeah and yeah that's beautiful I, it, it's you, important to remember that we're on a continuum yes and the things that you have worked through by the grace of god yeah. up until this point 
are only part of what he's working out because mm. there's so much, especially if you've come to faith later in life, there's a lot that you as a person who is imperfect and who is going through this very beautiful and painful process of sanctification, there's so much that is being broken down and then built up again, but built up in his image. Mm. And I think earlier in my life, I've been, that's 2012, so we're in 2024. In my early years as a Christian, I thought that doing things was enough, but I've, I now see that my heart behind doing things is more important yeah. and, and my obedience and my attitude behind my obedience is so crucial. I think of Jonah, you know, wow. like his reluctant obedience wasn't honoring to the Lord. And sometimes mm -hmm. we think that we say yes to God begrudgingly and that's still okay. And it, that's not okay either. And that's something yeah. that the Lord has worked out in me too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny when I read the story of Jonah, I sometimes laugh because I'm like, he's trying to run away from the Lord. <laughs> I'm like, well, you can't run away. No, <laughs> no matter how you hard you try, too. like the Lord is still there. Like he's yeah. everywhere, you know? And he so that is, story, yeah. it's so, when you read more into, like you said, you understand more of it, but it's also like, man, you also see how God doesn't, he doesn't forsake us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't abandon us. Yeah. That's not yeah. his nature. That's right. And so, yeah. and I love that you, I read the Bible last year as well. Like, um, and I just started to know more of God's character Mm -hmm. And obviously of how he wants us to also reflect that. And so I love that what you're doing now, Erica, like your, your ministry, what you're doing now with, um, her renewed strength co like that is, is amazing. Like you, you do what God wants us to do. Right. And like you mentioned, yeah. because of what you went through, you were able, this was able to be birthed from that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so kind of give us a little bit about how you started. I mean, you kind of went into a little bit, but how you started your ministry, you know, with the podcast and everything, and really just the heart behind um, time management and productivity with through a biblical standpoint. Right. Mm -hmm. So kind of give us briefly about how that started. It did not start with time management. I'll tell you that. I mm. was in fitness for a really long time. I used oh. I started with like mud runs and things like that in 2010, 2011. And then from there, I got into bodybuilding. I was a competitive bodybuilder for, let's call it like three, four years wow. before I got sick. And then all these health things happened. And then the following year, from me taking a step back from bodybuilding, I was diagnosed with cancer. So that was like, mm. was that it? Was it not? Nobody really knows. And through that time, I was working with women who had approached me. I never had any desire to become a coach. I had no desire to like, quote unquote, help other people in that way. But mm. women would come to me in the gym, people who knew me, especially after people found out that I was competing to help with nutrition, to help with training. And so I got certified. I was an awesome certified personal trainer. I was certified in fitness nutrition. I went through these like college level courses for functional medicine and body comp body recomposition, things that were helpful for people who wanted to change how they looked and I got a lot of women coming to me. I never did. I was never into marketing or like anything. Everything was word of mouth. And I built up a pretty solid side hustle out of people who wanted to lose weight. And the crazy thing about it to me was that 
it would be the same people coming back. I'm like, I thought we worked through this already. Wow. So I was, I was always interested in why people repeated their cycles. And so mm. I ended up getting into life coaching because of that. And I started to better understand just how psychology works in people who are so cyclical in their habits and, and their self-sabotage. And after about four years, so I, was, I got certified in 2016, then I was diagnosed with cancer. And I was kind of on the fence about pursuing life coaching and the Lord gave me signs to do it. And so I did. And in 2019, there were a lot of very obvious um, things happening in my life that were signaling that I needed to lay down fitness. And so I did. Mm -hmm. And then I shifted fully into life coaching. And it started as like, I can help you meet your goals. But the more I dug into what I was doing, the more I saw that I had built something for me, not for God. Mm. And then the cancer spread in 2020. So I started chemo in 21. I had been cut, uh, pregnant with my son. So I had to deliver him first and then go into chemo. And it was through chemo that a lot of things changed. I, I didn't want to coach anymore. I didn't even think about business anymore. I was like, I'll do whatever in the world you want me to do, Lord. Like, you let me live and I'll do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And he showed me over and over that I wasn't done coaching. It was how I was coaching that needed to change. And mm -hmm. so I had not up until that point incorporated faith into it. So I changed that, I incorporated faith. He had showed me in 2021, 2019 actually, that the business, it was formerly called Castro Strong because it was fitness. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't supposed to be called that. So I was like, okay, what's it supposed to be called? And then in 2021, in the middle of chemo, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 kept coming up. And that's that verse where he will renew your strength, right? If you wait on the Lord, he'll renew your strength. And I remember not knowing what that meant, but what it was showing up for. And suddenly I had this aha moment. And in that aha moment, I realized that was the new name of the business. So Her Renewed Strength was born out of that. And then over time, I started to look at who I was attracting. And it was primarily women who were very anxious and who were very mm -hmm. overwhelmed. And when I looked at why they were, the most obvious pain point that they had was that they didn't have time for their relationship with the Lord. So the reason I do time management is because at Her Renewed Strength, we're on a mission to get more women in the word of God. And the primary complaint of, you know, that keeps women from getting in the word of God is that they don't have time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can help you be productive, but most of all, I can help you prioritize your relationship with the Lord. And that's what I really want to do. That is so good. Like the word tells us, right? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added onto us. So exactly. that's a promise and truth we need to hold on to. Um, I know we're running out of time, but I want you to quickly share like practical tips. Um, very, just very quickly, if you can. I know one of them is being able to join your master classes, which I will be on there on Thursday Hey, uh, for Productivity Beyond the Planner, which is amazing. So if you can just quickly share that and then maybe we'll go into maybe sharing your contact. So if people want to reach out to you or maybe have more questions, they can do that. Yeah. So 
I don't know when this is going live, but I have a masterclass that I put on a couple times a year and it's called Productivity Beyond the Planner. And I just teach the three core systems that any person, regardless of your industry, what you do for a living, what your hobbies are, every person needs these three systems. And these three systems, yes, will help you boost your productivity. Yes, will actually help you be less stressed, but they'll also help you to prioritize your priorities. And I think the biggest thing that I can tell anybody to focus on is to start with what you say is important. So many people open up a planner and start putting things in their planner, but they start with what everybody else is telling them to do. They start with appointments at the doctor. They start with, you know, whatever else is everybody else's priority and they don't prioritize. They don't schedule time with the Lord. They don't schedule rest. They don't schedule downtime with themselves. And that's very backwards. It's very much a an integrity issue because if you say that this is important, but you don't make that a priority in your schedule, if if the way that you distribute your time throughout the day isn't reflective of those priorities, then you're actually out of integrity. You are not in alignment with what you said before you started doing things. Mm -hmm. And so much of what people struggle with is rooted in that because they end up not trusting themselves. They end up not being trustworthy to other people. They end up being people who just talk and they don't do. And so many that there's already enough of that, you know, people who (laughs) women who belong to the Lord do not need to live like the world. We should be women of integrity. We should be women who put the Lord first in everything. We should be women who seek the Lord first in everything. Before we say yes to a career change, before we say yes to a partner, before we say yes to anything, checking with God and having a system in place that will allow you to have that connection on the reg. Because if not, you're acting in your own strength and you're just living like everybody else. So I get really hype about it because yeah. no, that's amazing. And like you said, you know, we are we are called to be set apart. Like that's yeah, our calling for us as women of Christ and who have who are true believers in Christ know that that is our mission, right? We're, we're supposed to be set apart. So how are we reflecting that? So I love that so much. So lastly, I just wanted to ask you this actually before we um, share your contact information. Yeah. Can you share any self care tips that you do to show to show yourself love? The biggest thing I do is I spend time with the Lord every day, even if it means that I skip the gym, Mm. even if it means that I don't fold a load of laundry. Like, if I didn't spend time with the Lord, I actually will, like, escape from whoever is around me. I'll figure out how I'll either put my kids to sleep sooner or I'll leave my kids with my husband, or if he's watching TV, I'll go hide somewhere and I'll just be in my Bible. And mm. I really get filled up on the on the daily that way. The other thing I do is I, I do schedule time for naps because naps in my adulthood have been majorly restorative for a lot of reasons. I actually have a physical ailment that if I don't get enough sleep, my body, my immune system drops significantly and I have wow. like bad things that happen to my body. So that's like, that's the one thing I prayed last year a lot about. I was like, Lord, would you take it away? 
And, you know, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 kept coming up. Mm. My grace is sufficient, right? He said the <laughs> thorn in that flesh, man. That's right. <laughs> and I was like, all right, so this is how he's keeping me in check when it comes to that. And I had to be okay with that. Like, he's not going to heal me of that thing. He's using it for his glory. So first thing is that I, I stay in the word, even if it's just a couple verses and I just meditate on those verses, I just break them down and, and just focus on them. Um, and I, I make sure that I do have enough sleep in my, in my day. Otherwise I physically pay for it. Wow. I really, you know what? I've had so many guests and I feel like this is the first time I've heard as a self-care tip to spend time with the Lord first and napping, which are two very important things. Like the older I get, the more I'm like, Lord have mercy. I should have taken that nap. Even if I had to join my little one who's napping right now. (laughs) Yeah. That's what Um, I do. Like we need that. We do. So I love that you said that. Thank you so much. I wish we had more time. I know, I know you also have to get on a call with another client, but um, it's all good. I just thank you so much for this time. And I know there's probably going to be a part two. <laughs> we have to. Um, no, we have to. Like we barely <laughs> got to the surface at this yeah. point. You know, there's just so much to your testimony. And I can already tell. Um, and so I just pray that people can be impacted. And very quickly, can you share like your contact information or where people can reach you in case they want to join your master classes or any other resources? Yeah. So I hang out on my podcast, Her Renewed Strength, the podcast. And we talk about time management, productivity for Christian women. If you're prone to getting anxious, if you're prone to getting overwhelmed, I break things down in a way that serves your brain. So meet me there. Um, you can find me on Instagram now. I just got back on Instagram on in like end of November. So I'm new to Instagram again. Um, at Mrs. Diaz Castro, MRS Diaz Castro. And then Her Renewed Strength has an Instagram too. And we share podcast stuff there. So you can check that out. And if you do want to connect, if you're interested in learning more about working with me, you can hit me up, Erica, E R I K A, at herrenewedstrength.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. And with that being yeah. said, I'll also have uh, your contact information on the show notes in case people missed it. Um, but with that being said, thank you so much, Erica. I am oh, honored to have had you on here um, and just excited for part two. Yes. <laughs> thanks for having everyone, me. Everyone go check her out. And thank you again for listening. Um, but I'm praying for you guys. Love you guys. Stay blessed. <laughs>